0: Welcome back, welcome back, everybody. So, this is episode two of Coco Cot Reading. Finally, I do apologize that it's been such a long time. Um, I've been working two jobs, but that's not an excuse because I have the weekends off and I should be able to share my love of literary excellence with all of you so if you are back here for episode two I definitely want to thank you thank you thank you if you listen to episode one I definitely want to show my love and gratitude I know my mom listens which is so weird because my mom doesn't even like to read Uh, my friend Mercedes my friend Phyllis people that reached out to me on social media saying that they listened to the podcast and really liked it I definitely want to thank you all Um, you can reach me on high frequency beauty at outlook.com. Um, you can reach me on Facebook at Coco Lewis on Instagram at, at symbol nation of Coco. And yeah, so let's get into episode two. Thank you again for listening. Okay, so far as the. I'm keeping the same show uh, format that I discussed the last time, which is the topic of the episode, then going into current reads, and then going into. Um, going into. Uh, caught doing other things. Actually, I'm going to actually add to this, and it's my TBR list. Uh, right now, I proposed that I'm going to be doing these episodes once a month. Also in addition to that I've gotten some feedback from people to say that they would like me to do a a, like a YouTube or Twitch channel too which I'll be still talking about books but probably doing like a get ready with me as far as makeup or even cooking a meal because you know those are things that I like to do outside of reading which is beauty and skincare and also cooking and and stuff like that. So if you're interested in that, definitely let me know on social media or email that that is something that you'll be interested in doing because I really don't want to put a lot of effort into something that nobody will watch or listen to. So the fact that I had 20 listeners on a, episode one really like made me believe that this is something that y'all want to hear so it's me Coco your literary homegirl and we about to get right into this episode So today's episode is all about how I read, like and if you want to read more tips and tricks on how to read more. So the two major ways I read are audiobooks, which if you're a busy adult, that is the cheat code to reading, getting your books in. Second is ebooks. And um, that's because I'm one of those people, I'm a private and like my personality type is INTJ. I'm even though I can be social and you know, it's charismatic. Ultimately I am an introvert and like my time to myself. So I want to go ahead and go with some you know tools that I use to you know keep track of my reading, to read more diverse books and to make sure that you know I'm achieving my literary aspirations. So first and foremost, like one of the great things I use and I'm a big advocate for with, you know, not only, you know, being exposed to more diverse books, but also to have some type of social, to meet a social need as far as books is uh, book clubs, our book clubs. So book clubs allow me to um, be exposed to new books, to be able to, you know, discuss New discuss books. Not they don't necessarily have to be new, but to discuss books. So I definitely use uh, book clubs as a way to be exposed to more books. So uh, the one, the main one that I would I should say that I use, and I've been a member, uh, online member for for years now it's mocha girls read it's a national maybe international book club online um mostly through goodreads is what uh, how i interact but they also have a facebook and i think they recently started a instagram and every single month and it's a very active book club and that's what i like but every single month you know you we vote on a book read the book um sometimes is a book that um, is a sponsored book or sponsored month, and it's held by you know a specific book which he recently had. um But I really like Mocha Girls reads. It's for Black women to read, and we read a plethora of different types of books. And since the books are voted on, it's very democratic in how the books are chosen. Um, they I have. My alumni, um, which is Alabama a and University, recently started a alumni book club, which the first book was The Sun Does Shine. Uh, that was for last month. And this month we're reading American Marriage, which I've already read American Marriage and I already have a, like a, you know, a blog post, a rating about it. Um, I think I discussed that book last year last episode in a little bit of ways like because it did surprise me it was one of those books that I was like eh, I don't know if I like it but after I read it and was able to sit and marinate on it I was able to see that I really did like the book and I actually gave it five stars and I understood why it was so such a Popular book, but also I feel like either people had love or hate it. So I'm happy that other people are reading that book, especially in that context of you know um, HBCU alumni, because we are all in different places in our lives, but we're all connected by the same education. You know, that's what I like. Another book club that I I'm in. And I really want this book club to be successful. And that's Black Polar Readers. It is a Facebook online book club. And it is head by my friend Phyllis. Um, it's mostly Cleveland-based, but I don't live in Cleveland, Ohio. But I like books, and she's my friend. <laughs> um, it, it's a new book club, so that engagement is not getting there. Their last book last month was... Um, Homegoing, which is my favorite book, and knocked Wild Seed out my top spot as my favorite book of all time. So, those are three book clubs I, I'm in right now. Um, I have a new book club coming up in January. Um, there is it's going to be in Baltimore. It's um, Black Females well, Read Black Girls or whatever the name is going to be. They haven't quite decided on that. Um, and it's going to start in January and I'm excited It's going to have monthly meetings. Um, another, uh, one more book club that is the annual, that's the, um, African nationalist women organization, I want to say, but they have a book club that I cannot even put a finger on the name right now. And it's the monthly book club that I am going to be participating in starting next week. It's the next meeting, and it's monthly, and we meet up and we talk about things. So this month we're talking about *Sister Citizen* by Melissa Perry. What she call her? She is a hy- She hyphenates. It. It's the name of the book. is hyphen. It's hyphenated. But I think she just go by Melissa Perry right now. Um, but we reading part of that book for the book club, and I'm also putting the rest of that book onto my November TBR as well. So there's absolutely some apps and websites that make reading for me even more convenient um majority of the books i read and this is come from like life experiences and not collect i don't like to collect things Like, guess i have expensive makeup collection i do have some books but ultimately i don't really like to collect things and have a lot of stuff so majority of the books i get are from the library and uh there's one episode one app that I use primarily and that's Overdrive. I use Overdrive to actually manage <laughs> manage my, my um my library account. <laughs> I don't think that's how it's supposed to be formatted but I definitely use Overdrive to manage my library account. I also use Overdrive to for my audio books that I get from the library. Um, I really like OverDrive. Like, if I can give it, that's probably my most used application ever. Um, because I read more, more, or uh, listen to audiobooks more than I do anything else on my phone—call, Facebook, Instagram, any of that stuff. OverDrive gets the most play. Um, there's also an app which is encouraged by libraries over OverDrive, which is Libby. Um, I like Libby, but I like Overdrive, Overdrive more. Um, I very rarely use Libby, my Libby app. Um, I'm thinking about opening a, a a library account here in Maryland because I'm still Don't Tell, Las Vegas Clark County, but I still use my Las Vegas Clark County library accounts. Um, that's because they typically, when I recommend a book, I get the book right away first. Is just very efficient for me, but I'm thinking about opening up a um, library account here in Maryland. And if I do that, I'm going to use Libby just so I can still use Las Vegas Library and have the benefit of having Maryland as well. Um, I use Habit Bull as an app for my reading because I have reading. Goals I like to read 30 pages a day, Um, and I can with Habit Bull, I'm able to you know keep account of that and you know go over how many I could input how many you know pages I read per day. Um, In Habit Bull, um, again, big advocate of good reads, I think every like book nerd in 2019 is using. Goodreads to manage you know their books you know their TBRs wants lists all of that um, what you've read in the past so I've been using I've been using Goodreads since maybe like 2013 maybe even earlier to manage um, my books and what I'm reading and when I'm reading and things like that Um, another um, app is Bookly which I just started reading Bookly is a little bit compli- complicated, it's not really, it doesn't link to any other apps. So it doesn't link to your Goodreads, it doesn't link to Overdrive or Libby. Um, it's definitely a standalone book, but what I, reason why I use Bookly is because I wanna start gauging how much time I spend reading more accurately. I'm um, like, yes, I have my 30 pages per day goal, but also, um, I don't get to really, I, it's hard for me to calculate how long I'm reading far as time-wise with audiobooks, um, adding all of that up. Like, yes, a book may be 13 hours, but, you know, if I stop, go back or bookmark or anything like that, um... But that's what Bookly is there for, to go ahead and count for how much time I'm actually using to read the book. Um, you know, even on paper pages, because you start your time and then you read and then you stop it. And you can add quotes and stuff in there, which I, I definitely like. And you can add notes so I can, like, notate audiobooks, which is kind of hard notating audiobooks outside of keeping a reading journal. So that's um, those are the apps that I primarily use for reading, um, for my reading habit or interest versus to read. Um, and of course, I use you know the same Audible and Amazon Kindle um, apps, but I'm I don't really like Amazon as a service, and I hate I, I hate that everything is tied to Amazon. Um, the books that I get from the library are tied to Amazon the audio books sometimes are tied to Amazon as well Um, I definitely have books that are unread in Audible and I will never ever subscribe to Audible again I mean because I just don't have a good I don't have uh, Amazon has become too big of a company to focus on the the little man to focus on their uh, independent customer experience because you know, they don't care about me and 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 my experience because they have billions of other people that you know they don't care about giving bad service to one person because they have billions. So, and that's the end of my rant about Amazon. But yeah, I definitely I do use those, especially this month with uh, books that i previously got through Amazon and uh, Audible that I'm read that I have on my TBR for this month so if you want to read more books you absolutely need to set reading goals um you can't say that you want to read more and just let it be a theory you know if you want to make it practical you have to set goals my annual reading goals are 50 books. It is 50 books for 2019. I typically set that same goal. One year I did 75, and I ended up reading 72, and I was very impressed with myself. Like, girl, you read a lot of books. Um, but this year's 50, and that's because I started out 2019 with um, in the graduate school. So I initially had it at 35, and then when I took a break from graduate school, I end up um, upping it to 50, and I actually cheat a little with my book goals when I'm in grad school because I add the books that I read for school into my book goals, but I'm still reading the books, so they still count, so it's like a cheat but not a cheat, you know? Um, As I mentioned before, I have a 30 pages per day goal, so it typically takes me a minute or so to read a book, so that's about 30 minutes per day with reading. I can do that on my lunch break. Um, With working two jobs, it is difficult to get the reading time in. Typically, when I wake up in the morning, I'm running out the door, and when I wake, uh, when I come home at night, I'm too exhausted to even think about reading. So I primarily do my thirty pages on my lunch break at work. It's a way for me to get away from the mundaneness of my day job, and also able to satisfy. You know my my literary aspiration, my my desire and hobby to read. I'm able to satisfy that on a daily basis by doing that. The beauty of the public library. I can't encourage this enough to use. Uh, the public library for your reading hobby goals and aspirations um another service I want to talk about um probably um two more episodes not the next episode but the episode four that I'm going to talk about this I'm going to talk about going to talk about a service that I have but right now I just want to you know discuss public libraries um Public libraries are really good for reading because you don't own the books. And, again, I'm not a collector. Um, If I bought every book that I read, I will have my own personal (laughs) library. And typically, since there's so many books that I actually want to read, I very rarely read books I've already read. Like, very rarely. Sometimes I go back to uh, read um, like resource books like the Queen of Fool books or Supernova Slums books books that are like applicable that I, you know, applicable books I'm going to read those Abundance Now um, are books that, you know, but those are non-fiction books and are dealing with health, nutrition, mental happiness, self-help, those books, I would go back and like scan through those books, but not like really read them, read them like I do other books. So the library, especially using e-media, like I mentioned before, like I primarily read through e-books and audio books, and that is a really great resource. I mean, you're not having books all over your house. You're not, you know, paying financially. Let's talk about the financial part about using the library. Library is free. If you're doing E and audiobooks, there's no late fees because they delete off your book they delete oh they're all you could try to renew them like a the day before but they delete so you don't have any you know um overcharge fees uh, overdue fees so that's why I like that it's a really you know if you want to read majority of the books that you think about reading are available through the library or you can recommend them to the to the library, so there are several books that I've recommended to the library, and then I get them like the next day or a week later. You know, um, they they even tap me out. They give me uh, restrictions <laughs> of how many books I can recommend in a month, but I end up getting those books like quite frequently and right away. And uh, the longest hold I've ever had to be uh, six months for a *Maiden in, in Captivity* by. Um, Esther Perel, which is recommended by Jada on uh, her Red Table Talk episode, kind of should discuss that book with y'all. Um, but maybe not, maybe I'll do a love episode, love and relationships episode, since your girl's trying to get into one, you know. <laughs> but yes, the library is a really good resource for books financially all around I use the library use your local library period that's it period use it so my last tip about reading more um, has been like, a, a, a pro. I'm going to go into things that have, haven't worked for me next. But um, another great thing that has worked for me is is establishing reading things. So, to 2019, I wanted to read more black romance. So, that made me have to do research about black romance authors. And to be honest, like, that has been a hard thing for me to do this year. Only because... My interests are I, are varied and um, I've started some books that I've been like, this is complete trash. I'm not finishing it. I'm not even gonna go into what those books are. Um, yeah, I, I totally delete them from, if you follow me on Goodreads, these are books that you see me reading and then you don't see them <laughs> anymore. I delete them. I don't put them into my want to read. I just delete the books all in general. And I appreciate people. I appreciate authors wanting to write. And but sometimes it's just I'm am taken aback at, at who published this. Who told you you should write this? What is going on with this story? This doesn't even make sense. Read like you is this book not supposed to be read front to back? Maybe supposed to be read back to front, like a manga. I don't know, or maybe I need some type of reading instructions for it because it's all over the place. That has been a struggle for me (laughs) this year. Um, Another like goal or theme is I wanted to read more comics and manga. Now, comics are something that if I'm bored on a Saturday. I go to a comic book store. I pick up some comics. I read them. I'm not one of those people that read entire series. I would just read an a, a issue because it's important to me. So this year I did try to change that. Um, I, I mentioned the Saga series uh, last episode. I really like that. I also read Jonesy. I started reading Jonesy. Which is another like I appreciate diversity, especially with sexual um, sexuality and sex, gender expression and and identity. Uh, so I read Jonesy. I'm going back here in my list here. Oh, I haven't read any Jonesy this year. Interesting. I know I read a lot last year um, of Jonesy. Also read. I haven't read any this year, but the Food Wars series, which is, I love Food Wars. I need them to make more uh, of the anime episodes, like, so I can, like, country world, take my money. (laughs) So, um, Redfield, Food Wars. I also read episode one of Bitter Roots, and Bitter Root is a black comic series by David F. Walker and Chuck Brown with uh, Sanford Green doing the cover art for it is, is really good. It's about uh, the Sinjiri family who specialize in curing the souls of, of those infected by hate. It is... Um, is a Harlem... They're in Harlem, and it has a lot to do with uh, white nationalism, you know, uh, racist... Race, racial and um gender hate. So it's really good. I have to go ahead and get more into the series. It's going to be more. It's five it's five issues in the series. I've only read one. Definitely going to read <laughs> going to read two, three and four and five. And if there's more, I'm gonna read that. Um I'm also gonna uh, I haven't really got into the NK not NK Jemison Oh man, I'm having a brain fart. Um, but the new series, uh, series from um, the new series, series from Black Panther, um, I want to go ahead and get into that. Um, but that's going to have to wait until 2020. So, like at this point, it's November. Both of those are going to wait to 2020 because I have different book goals going into November and December. November and December are kind of like the months that I use to rec- you know, recollect, evaluate what I read this year, what I want to read next year. So they, so my TBRs for those months typically are already planned because I have themes going on with both of those. And I'll talk about November's theme when I talk about my currently reading or, and um, TBR list actually. So yeah, those are the tips that I have for reading more and keeping your reading diverse and you know, keeping it kind of structured. It's definitely okay to not follow things or to you know, not pick uh, or not do any of this stuff. If you're just reading, do it because reading is a great tool for your perspective. It's a great tool for encouraging and motivating you, even if it's not self-help you can, you know, read, you can, I definitely pulled away things from reading China Rich Girlfriend, um, also The Voice Inside My Head, like, I put, I can pull things from the things I read that, that are, may not be a lesson learned, you know, um, type of books, but you can definitely, if you are reading with an open mind, open heart, open spirit, those things can just come into, into you and you can learn lessons without having to, you know, read something that is non-fictional. I mean, that is, yeah, non-fictional. So, yep. So, um, thank you so much so far for sticking with me. Um, I got some things I want to talk about that haven't necessarily worked for me. Um, things that haven't worked for me is though are those Excel, Google Sheet templates <laughs> with tracking. I don't pay that any mind. I'm too busy, you know? I'm too busy. Those people that have time and, like, reading is their only hobby or, the, you know, the thing that circle around their life, they may be able to um, follow those templates, sheets. I can't do that at all. Another thing that didn't work for me is bullet journaling. I'm... I failed that with... Gum, gumption I feel bullet journaling I bought a bullet journal I you know wrote out I started my thing I don't have the time or the attention span to do bullet journaling I look at people bullet journey, journaling and it's beautiful I love to look at other people's bullet journals but for me it's not it doesn't work not at all Um, But there are certain things I do want to try. Um, Well, one thing, really, I do want to try. And I've been been starting it little by little, and that's keeping a reading journal. And that's because I want to be able to, especially since uh, most of the books that I read are from the library, I have been starting to do journals and in my same notebook that I do everything else I just title it reading journal, put the date. I, t- I write takeaways, like thoughts, quotes, passages on it and how I feel about that section. I summarize my daily reading and what I thought about it. Just whatever I've been thinking about what I read. And I, you know I put the page numbers of the book and the book, of course, in my reading journal. And I, it's something that, you know, I've only done a couple journals, only done a couple of them, but I definitely like that. I like that ability to, um, you know, um, dis- not discuss, but summarize what I read. And it can be, <laughs> you know, I've had, I have journal, I have a reading journal in JoJo's Bazaar. <laughs> yeah. So it can be anything. Um, so yeah, um, those are my tips. That is the topic for the day. Um, which is, you know, how I read and if you want to read more, how you can read more. So next I'm going to go ahead and talk about my current reads and my TBR list. So I'm excited to talk about that with you guys. All right, let's talk about um, what I read since I last my last episode. Um, I don't remember where I left off. I think I did. I discussed voice in my head because she had it was Daisy Chappelle's voice. Oh, I want that. I want that to be a movie. Um, I've read uh, Zorniels Hurston's uh, *Mules and Men*, which is so. Zora Neale Hurston was an anthropologist and folklorist, which is one of the most beautiful things about her. I think last time I, I had, when I spoke with you all, I, was, I had just finished or was reading um, Their Eyes Were Watching God. I ended up, I've been, I read two more Zora Neale Hurston books from that. So I got Mules of Men, which this, Mules of Men is a collection of stories and anecdotes from, I'm trying to, it's from the, it's from the rural South. So she has different, um, she has different books based off the, the geographic area where she um, collected the stories. So this one is, uh... This is from the South, like Georgia, um, Alabama area. But I also read uh, Every Tongue Got to Confess, which that is from the Gulf Shores. So it's a lot of Mississippi, Lower Mississippi, Florida areas like that where the Gulf states, um, where she collected those stories. I feel like these stories, Need to be told all the time. Every child should know about Brian Rabbit, Brian Fox. Um, these stories, like some of them, are like <laughs> they're adult because it like about women and the woman with the keys and the man. Like God gave the woman keys to like uh, happiness, sex, other stuff. And the woman got the keys and the man like, how can I get keys? I want keys to happiness too. And, and God was like, no, nah, I gave y'all the same thing. You was you, what you said to her. Now you got to do this to her. And it's, I feel like those stories need to be told more often in a very more public way. Um, I don't know how to else explain it. But some of these stories I feel like should be black bedtime stories. And, yeah, so just like I have my How I Feel About Revolutionary Suicide with uh, by Dr. Huey P. Newton, that's how I feel about these stories that are and men and in Every Tongue Got to Confess. I did go ahead and finish reading. Um, I think I was reading this, and I even said in that podcast that the 28-Day Plant-Powered Health Reboot So I made a couple recipes from that. Um, I really haven't been able to cook because, like I said, since the last episode, your girl been working two jobs. And it's like no time for that. Um, I think I was currently reading Crazy, uh, not Crazy Rich, China Rich Girlfriend by Kevin Kwan. Kevin Kwan is an amazing author. Can Can I just say that? Like, can I geek out for a moment and just tell you how, like, Crazy Rich Girlfriend is just a toss and a turn every step away. And never, his books never lose momentum. It's never, like, a dead spot where you're like, do I want to continue reading this or what? Like, ugh, um... Because I'm reading the book now, and I'm just gonna spoil it. I'm reading Testaments now, and Testaments is the sequel to Handmaiden's Tale. Um, and there's so many low points in this book, like oh, it's sung by Margaret Atwood. It is so many low, like lulls in the book that you that I'm like, do I really want to? continue reading this and the book itself is only 422 pages but the audio, audible version uh, audio version is like 13 hours and it lulls like a lot and I get tired of reading it like I am maybe like 30% through the book and it's like do I want to continue uh, And let me just spoiler alert on the testaments. When the earth is over with, and everything, every sign of life is decimated, it's gonna be two things left on this earth: cockroaches and and Aunt Lydia. (laughs) I'm just saying, so far in the book, like she cannot, like, even you get more of a background story in the testaments about her. You get more information about, um, June's daughter that was, uh, that is in, uh, that, uh, grew up in Gilead. And then you get, you know, the after of, um, you get after like how baby Nicole is doing or baby Angela, whatever her name is, baby Nicole, you get, you know, how she's doing. So it's That's a spoiler with Testaments. It's not gonna ruin the read. If you feel like reading this book, go ahead. Like, I felt the same about Handmaiden's Tale. And I read Handmaiden's Tale um, ebook. And it took me like six months to get through the book because the book is just, it has so many lulls. Like, I don't understand how these books are so successful and so like popular. When it is dry, to say the least, I'm reading it because I was encouraged to read it and I kind of was like the first person to, um, I was the first person to request it from the library and I got it pretty quick. Like they haven't even, the book was like just released and I was able to get it. It was released on September 10th. I've had it for maybe 10 days now library didn't even have that and yeah so I got it um read at your own risk or at your own leisure when it comes to testaments because it's, it's a pretty boring book um other books that I finished so I did I wanted to go back into uh to read I've read I've watched Jojo's Bizarre on um like Crunchyroll and also, like, Netflix and Hulu, whichever one it was on, I read, I watched those. And I wanted to go back and read, because sometimes, like, Food Wars the anime was not good as Food Wars the manga. Which, most books are not, most movies are not good as the books. But, I wanted to see it. And if you watch JoJo's Bizarre TV, the tv series or anime series you read the books. it is just the same in fact I feel like the anime did more for the storyline than the actual book so I did read that and I read uh volume one and this Jojo's Bizarre Adventure and the Phantom Blood by Hirohiko Are... Araki is translated by Evan Galloway. Um, I gave it, I still gave it five, five stars because Jojo's Bizarre is like the anime and manga I've been wishing for my whole life. The whole over exaggerated transport through time. You know, I love gender benders or stuff that are not like clear, concise gender roles. No. I myself am a cis hetero female, but I appreciate people who can live and exist in the sexuality spectrum, if that makes sense. Um, and if a woman is bisexual, I think that is like really great. Me, myself, I don't have that kind of capabilities because I am hetero. And like, I think sexuality is a spectrum. I'm all the way in the hetero land frolicking around but looking at everybody else's grass that are like trans and um, you know identify as a separate biological sexuality or or, yeah I have that appreciation that's a little tangent I'm gonna gonna go back (laughs) back to books Um, other books that I've read since Last hanging out with you guys. Ooh, I read two Beverly Jenkins books. I read Rebel and I read Forbidden. Now, Rebel is really cute. I think it's a standalone. No, it's a book one in the Women Who Dare series. As I mentioned before, um, Beverly Jenkins is one of my favorite authors of all time. But this, this is the thing. If we, and this goes back to the importance of book clubs. If I never was in Mocha Girls Read, I would have never been exposed to, to Beverly Jenkins. We read a book out of her blessing series. It was like book one. And I went on to read three more books out of that series. Then I started to read other books and with my with my 2019 reading goal of being of reading more black romance that shit it has it should be 2019 read more beverly jenkins (laughs) because uh beverly jenkins is a phenomenal writer i want to meet her in real life one day like uh, she's still alive she's still writing books she has billions it seems like billions of books i want to meet her so if anybody that's listening have a plug to beverly jenkins have her like somebody needs to get me in contact with her so I can read them so I can meet her like she is like a goddess like she is the living goddess I love Beverly Jenkins and I'm like every single book she has was 74 books in her like she's written 74 books The series, I want to read the Blessing series, the Women Who Dare series, the Levesque series, because I read another Levesque book, um, and then Forbidden is a Levesque book. Um, So Forbidden was great. Forbidden, like, I was the whole entire time reading Forbidden because Forbidden is the male character is passing for white in the old west okay y'all got that like he's passing for white in the old west engaged to white women but then he meets this black woman and she like totally make him question everything about his existence and it's in the entire time I reading this book I'm like how is this gonna end how is this going to end? What is going to happen? Like, is he going to really, like, and she is, as a woman, which I liked, uh, that her name is, is the character in the book is Edie Carmichael. She will not be his mistress. Like, some of these books, these black romance books that are historical romances, the women are satisfied being a mistress. And for me and my character and how I am, and I'm not saying that you can't want to be somebody's mistress, but for me and my character, I don't want to be a mistress. I don't want to be a side piece. I don't want to be any of that, okay? I want to be the head woman in charge. I want to be the wife. I want to be the, you know, his goddess. I want to be his queen. I want to be, that's what I want to be, you know? in um, that book, so... She eventually, and this is I, what I like about Beverly Jenkins is that she definitely keeps a pace throughout all of her books. None of, I, I, very rarely, I'm not gonna say n- never, but very rarely will she have a lull, and it's just like, all right, Beverly, I got the point, move on. Um, so that I read Forbidden. Now there was a book that I did start reading, but I didn't finish reading. And I was like halfway through the book. And it was a extremely long book. I read it for October because, you know, horror, thriller stuff like that. It was a real book. I mean, a real story. It was called The Man from the Train. Let me tell y'all. That book gave me one night I couldn't sleep. (laughs) Because of that book. Because it was a real story about a man who would attack a home. The, close to the train and he would kill everybody in the house with the axe though he would steal their axe or or neighbor's axe kill the whole family he'll you know sometimes he'll It usually was a, a young preteen girl there like between 8 and 12 and he would like pose her for laughs and he'll like masturbate over her body it was disgusting that man I hope is long dead and gone I hope nobody copycast that because he I don't think he was ever I didn't finish the book because it hit like a 100 pages about one of the, detect- the detectives it, it just bored me to death it just bored me like I was gonna die they was gonna find my body in my bed with my head bashed out with the book because I was I was over talking about the the detective Wilkinson or whatever his name was. He was like a fraudulent guy, a little you know shortcutter. I feel like I know too much about him in the grand scheme of things, but in the book, so that was actually um, recommended by a YouTuber I follow named the ghost reader because he read it and that definitely uh, made me want to read it um, based off his review. He did like a short review. I think I even talked more about, about it than he did when it comes to that book. Um, and I didn't even finish it. So another book that um, I read, I recently read um, before I read the Testament was Dear Haiti, Love Elaine, and it's written by two sisters, um, Micah and Marissa they Dear Haitian, I'm not good with French and Creole at all, and I'm glad I wrote this book. I read this book on Audible because it was amazing, to say the least. Like, It's a young adult book. This 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 game of plant is a is a young adult book. It's definitely um, geared to you know t- older teenagers, sixteen to twenty one. Um, but I really enjoyed this book. It was like voice in my head. Like I don't really read that much young adult, but it's uh, but I really enjoyed this book, and I enjoyed the terminology and the language of the book and the contents, uh, that's what I enjoy because a lot of times books in this age are written at such a juvenile reading level and for this to be a young adult book that has a enhanced reading level, it was really, that's how I had appreciation for it. Like some of the terms were, you know, more intellectual. I really like that. Um, but uh, but this book is written about a girl who she grew up. She's grown. She was born and grew up in America. Both of her parents are Haitian, and it's she's kind of like her mom is a celebrity newscaster. Would be like she was. She's the Haitian Katie Couric, you know, or uh, Barbara Waters type situation and she has this the same time that she's supposed to be doing this project about a Latin country like the the and people never put like in general conversational sociability never put Haiti as a Latin country but Haiti is absolutely a Latin country it's um, actually on the same island as Dominican Republic so half and half you know so you can you have to include Haiti as a Latin country. So she does a project on um, a Latin country. She chooses Haiti where her parents are from. And in the midst of doing this project and preparing for this project, you know, she's going to a school with some mean girl. She's 17. This is like her last year. Um, in the midst of all this, her mom has a like a scandal. Like something that happened on air. Her mom slaps the shit out of somebody, basically. That's what happens. And um so her mom is going through this public scandal and the mean girls in her school are, you know, like teasing her in a very upscale way. Like one girl, it was like Parents' Day. She even brought her father into the whole bullying thing. And so when it was time for her to do a project, she totally used it as a way to get back at everybody because yeah, it was great. But as her punishment, she is sent to Haiti, which her mom, due to the whole public scandal has went back to Haiti and she doesn't have like a real close relationship with her mom. um, because her mom is so, so busy and really is all about her career and not really about her. Like, her father is her primary caregiver. Her father is a psychi- psychiatrist, no, psychologist. So, he is very much like coping skills and things like that and talk to her in a certain tone. You know, he's more like my friend Tiffany, <laughs> if I can, <laughs> my best friend Tiffany, who is, you know, study psychology and stuff like that so they have a, a way of, of doing things and talking to people so her, her father is very much like that um so when she goes to Haiti she finds out things about her mom and her mom growing up and her father growing up and how that there's a curse on her family from from the inception of Haiti um because she's a descendant of uh, I don't. I know it's Christophe, but it's like the he was the last president of Haiti. Haiti. Um, she's a descendant from 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 that family, and there's a curse on the family. And when her mom was younger, she was try, they were trying to break the curse, and it didn't work. So now it's her turn to try and break the family curse, and she's doing it to save her mom from a critical illness. Um but it was a really good book. It was an ode, ode to Haiti in the best possible way. And' it's, I will put this on my list of books that encourage encourages, encourages me, sorry for the stutter, encourages me to visit that country. So now I want to go to Haiti, not just go to Labadee. i want to go to Port-au-Prince. I got, like, lists of places I want to go. I want to visit a, cit- a citadad. I'm not good at four languages, y'all. Like, straight up. Like, my Spanish, I never, ever, you never. I will read in Spanish. I will write in Spanish. But I don't talk Spanish because I don't like the way I sound talking in other languages. Um, so, this book definitely wanted me to go see the Cat Hexin the port of prince Labadee, I really want to go to Haiti and just have a good time right now. As a travel warning, advisory, not to visit Haiti right now, besides Labadee on a cruise, which I'm thinking about doing. If you follow me, I also have a business called Miles of Happiness. I'm a travel advisor and agent and travel offer travel experiences Shameless plug right there of my own get up. Um, but you can find me, and I'm looking into booking the cruise for March to Haiti and Jamaica. Shameless plug again. Follow me there. Um, <laughs> so, this book definitely, I really, I think I only gave this book four stars. So, um, yeah. I think. I dropped a star. Oh, I put that I dropped a star due to the pure predictability of a storyline. You kind of know what was going to happen, but I liked I liked what happened, what it took to get there. So I knew things that was going to happen, romance was going to happen, but I liked the steps that it took to get there. I really liked that book. Um, what I'm currently reading now. Like I said, it's Testaments. That's it right now, actually, because I want to go ahead. November is no, it's nonfiction. November. Um, So I've reading, I I can't say that's all I'm reading because let me take that back. I'm reading Testaments. I want to finish Testaments. I'm like halfway there, I believe. And I want to go ahead and hurry up, get that over with, get this done. Say I read it, write a review, get it out of here. Um, Also reading, as I mentioned before, with the annual um, book club. I think it's like Harriet's Daughters or something like that is the name of the book club. Can't be sure. Um, We're reading Sister Citizen. We're only reading chapter two. But once I got into that book, it was like, okay, let me finish reading this book. And Sister Citizen is a book about... I would say it is not... Feminist. Feminism. is not feministic at all. I wouldn't say at all, but I can see how feminists will use this book to cater to their propaganda. But I feel like this book is just a really good social... Overview of Stereotypes, Shame, and Black Women. Just how how the subtitle is, Shame, Stereotypes, and Black Women in America. I think Melissa Harris Perry did a really great job with, um, um, so far, with uh, representation, how the social representation of African American women in our society. And this book was written in 2011 but it's still valid today. So the, you know, the um, identities of Jezebels and Mammies, you know, I see those every day. And I have to, I know personally for myself, I try to navigate through those stereotypes because especially since I'm like a bubbly person, that's my personality. And if I was, you know, Caucasian, I wouldn't have to tread or restrain myself because it's like, it's okay for be a black girl and be bubbly. Well, to be bubbly and friendly as a black woman, you get the the mammy title. You get that mammy representation. And so, or, you know, if you dress sexy and, you know, stuff like that, you're going to be considered a Jezebel. Trying to navigate through those, you know, um, is really, 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 or the angry black woman? There's always that. Like if I get a, if I get upset, I'm often considered the angry black woman. When really I'm not. I'm, you know, pretty much justification of the way I feel because I'm good. I'm very good at saying how I feel, when I feel it, and why I feel it, and what needs to be done to change that. If it's something like external or internal. Um, thank you, therapy. Um, so I'm really good at that, and with the I the you have the Jezebel, the Mammy, and Sapphire's an angry Black woman. I spoke in anger um, as being the stereotypes, and I get into them. I get put into the Mammy social representation or stereotype quite frequently because I am friendly. I am, but I have a naturally bubbly personality, and. You know, I like to, I think I'm like hearing, I'm nurturing. I'm not, It's. I'm not, I, I'm not sympathetic or empathy. I have a problem with that, but I'm nurturing in person. And that means I, I take care of the people around me. And yeah, that makes me a mammy. And it's, it's kind of, and I have to tell myself to stop, especially in this society where people who are not, black have a tendency not to say things like, excuse me, thank you to, and sorry to people, to women of color or people of color in general. I just came from the grocery store. This man would have run me down out the aisle instead of saying, excuse me, while I was picking up my items. So, and trying to navigate that aspect of life and deal with that so so far so good i'm on chapter three of that book i've actually put a pin in that book because i want to reread chapter two before the book club and i have this book in audible and ebook versions to help me through my life you know um what else am i reading i think that is it i put a pin on the books that i were reading i was reading because is November and November means non-fiction November so I'm gonna go ahead and go over the books that I put a pen in and that you can look forward to me talking about in the future because I've already, already started reading them I've already started reading them if you hear me flicking that's because I'm in my everyday notebook shout out to the little black book of success that has that has made one of those things that I read that became a a habit of mine. And I have a notebook of everything. And uh, right now I'm using a lined one, but I just bought an unlined one so I can like sketch things in there as well. That's the closest I'm gonna get to bullet journaling is a blank page. (laughs) So these are books that I'm, I'm waiting on. I started on them. And that is Finding Gideon by Eric Jerome Dickey again I'm trying to read more Black Romance Bledging by Octavia Butler Breathless by Beverly Jenkins Book of Dust by Philip Pullman I've only like two pages into that book um, The Water Dancer by Terry Gamble Forget Me Not by Brenda Jackson another book about Black Romance Black Girl in Paris by Shay Youngblood Okay, I'm like three quarters of the way done with this book. I kind of want to be done with this book, but I always put it down to read another book, and it throws me off, and I have to go back and read some more, like go back and read it before I'm able to get to um, where I'm at now. So um, I want to be done with that book. I may may just do it like, it depends on how um, Thanksgiving does. If I'm off, like, Thanksgiving for, like, three days or four days, I may just spend one day reading Black Girl in Paris. Because I really like the book. Oh, excuse me. So another book that I, and I mentioned this before, I started reading this book, but I didn't finish it. Um, it's Maiden in Captivity by Esther Perel. Um, I don't get too far on the book before I start reading I feel like it is and I have this book on ebook Um, I don't think there's an audible version available but I was reading it by ebook that means I was reading on my lunch break 30 pages at the time and the book kind of gets monotonous it gets stale really easy really quickly it's a nonfiction book but that's no excuse I've read some very lively not nonfiction books about some um, relationships and things like that. So, made it in captivity. I think because I'm not in a relationship, I don't understand those things. And she like reiterates why people feel the way that they do. You know, gives you know some some um, real life um, stories, but kind of too many. Like I need two stories about a born and sex life. I only two. And then I need to know how to fix it Like It's just too long The book is just too long and It could have been edited down some more To prove a point in a more efficient manner Like books over 500 pages And I don't know if that's 500 pages But books over 500 pages to me Typically Or over 400 pages to to me Typically are not um, Going to hold my attention But You know it is what it is. Um, let me see how many pages this book says. This book is. Um, Maiden in Captivity, reconciling the erotic and the domestic. Oh, it's only 272 pages. <laughs> and I didn't finish it. I could not finish it. It was a little bit of like alright type situation. Um I feel like the love language is, uh, is, is more applicable. Made in the Captivity to me was not, um, was not um, relatable. It was not practical, you know? It wasn't uh, one of those books that I'd be like, okay, you know, um, that I really felt like it gave real-life answers. It was like, okay, this is the problem. Here's examples of the problem. This is what, how society says with the problem. It just, it didn't, um, it wasn't practical. And, I'm, and again, I'm not in a relationship, so I couldn't practice this stuff <laughs> anyhow. So yeah, no one loves me. I'm unlovable in my life. Books are my social life. <laughs> Shout out to the YouTuber, books are my social life. I wish all my favorite YouTubers would uh, listen to my podcast. One day I should just—I'm gonna go ahead and have a a whole episode about who I'm watching, uh, who are my book people on on YouTube, my book tubers that I follow, and stuff like that, and where I follow them, and like you know stuff that I learn from them. So that is it, as far as what i'm reading and what i've read so nonfiction november this is my tbr this is my and tbr is two two book i don't know but tr two book books to read tbr i don't It to be read or something like that whatever it's books I'm, I'm planning on reading this month it's um I'm recording this on November 3rd and posting this on November 3rd because I don't do too much editing I don't have time for that I still have to make chili and it's almost five o'clock um, and the football game is on football game has been on for 14 49 minutes and I'm missing the, the, the game I'm a Browns fan I'm from Cleveland and that's just and the Broncos are winning. I'm not surprised, so my November t- TBR for nonfiction November. I, like I said, I'm gonna read Sister Citizen um, by Melissa Har- Harris Perry, um, Defining Moments in Black History by Dick Gregory, the late great Dick Gregory. Um, he is like, I think I read Nigger, I think I read Nigger. Um, by Dick Gregory which was a really great book like i read actually more than that and I can't it's another book that I read that I can't really think offhand. I have to go back into my like beginning of Goodreads stash because I read that and uh, Beast of No Nations back to back great so um, on my list and this list I may not read everything I doubt if I do but I really do need to read like nine books in in November, at least eight, because I'm like nine books behind and I need to read two books a week. Um, Things I Should Have Told My Daughter by Pearl Cleach is on my list. The Mother of Black Hollywood by Jennifer Lewis. Um, It Was All a Dream by Reniqua Allen and Shayna Small. Dressed in Dreams by Tanisha C. Ford. Motherhood So White by Nefertiti Austin. And Black Against the Empire by... I didn't put down his last name, just Joshua. (laughs) That's silly. I didn't put his last name, but... Those are my to-be-read, to-TBR lists to be read uh, for uh, November. November, the theme is nonfiction. November. Um, hopefully, I can go ahead and get another episode in here by the end of uh, November, maybe Thanksgiving weekend, which Thanksgiving is a is a uh, later this year due to how you know the weeks and everything formulated. So. I'm gonna go ahead and give you another episode that way I can give you all a breakdown of how Nonfiction November went, and talk about December because December is going to be all about Black Christmas love, and I'm excited for I'm excited for December. I'm excited when I do like things like this. I get excited. I'm in, I'm excited for Nonfiction November. That straight up, you know. So those are the books that i I read that I'm reading and that I want to read this month is November 11th. I have so many days left to get these books in and I plan on reading every bit of it along with working out, cause I need to work out. I haven't worked out since I moved to Maryland, it's trash. All right, we come to our last segment of the episode, which is Coco caught doing other stuff. So, like I said before, I've been working two jobs. Y'all remember that from um, all about Chris? (laughs) He was like, I don't need this. My daddy got two jobs. Yeah, I've been working two jobs. Real talk one job is soul numbing and the other job is gratifying unfortunately the soul numbing job i get paid a lot more money and it's full time and it's permanent versus the job that is gratifying and helps me you know develop the skills necessary for my professional endeavors and my professional goals is part-time and seasonal so yeah that's what I mostly do um in the past couple weeks I've actually been um able to uh watch TV while I'm at work because the beauty of the internet and unlimited data is that I get to watch um the episodes that I like of, you know, of the shows I like such as 911 School, The Resident, This Is Us, Blackish Mixes. All the Chicago, Chicago Fire, Mad, PD, the crossover episode with the biological uh, terrorism. Oh, that was great. Had me gripping. Like, I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want to do any work. South Park, of course. uh, New Amsterdam. I actually caught up on season eight of Call the Midwife, which... That is something about that series that plays on my heartstrings, and I want to watch every single episode. Um, I did follow the fuckery that is Basketball Wives, and I'm disappointed in myself, and I'm especially disappointed in the entire cast of Black uh, Basketball Wives because they're predominantly Black women, and that is the way that they're portrayed. and I am going to say this one time. Evelyn is a bully. And Shani is an enabler. And I will never watch the show again. Because the way they treated OG and other people manipulated Kristen and all of that. Like, I can't really watch the drama for drama. Like, I can't really watch people, you know behaving in a certain way because the TV, the cameras are on them and they're going to be on TV. Like a whole, I have the same personality and image I have in my everyday life. If I ever become a celebrity, I want that same one. As a real person, got to give it to you straight, that needs to have her private time and don't ever really want to be, yeah. I'll never watch Basketball Wives again. I didn't watch Jim Reunion I didn't even watch the last episode when Evelyn was yelling at OG and and popping her pussy. That was just, whew. And the backlash that came out after that as far as Evelyn being racist, I, yeah. I'm not gonna put my views on here about how I feel about that, I'm just saying. She is an evil person, she's a bully, and the TV finally got to see who she really is in the first place, how she talks about people. I hate people who talk about other people behind their backs and won't say the same thing. If I say, you know, yeah, I'ma leave it like that. I have been trying to keep up with Greenleaf, but I don't have that on my phone because, it's not a, because Owen is not on Hulu, uh, Queen Sugar. I'm a few episodes behind as well because I'm not able to keep, that, keep up with that because I don't have own on my phone um I an idea own if you're listening turn Beverly Jenkins books into movies like Hallmark because yes let's that is that's been great um another thing that I've been doing and I'm spending my lunch period doing this and sometimes even while I'm at my day job and that is um writing short stories every day Writing something every day. Um, I do want to come out with a book of short stories, including a couple of stories about, like, romance and, like, love through Kwanzaa. I grew up celebrating Kwanzaa, so to me, that is, like, an important holiday. And I feel like it should be even more important holiday for black people in America. But, you know, we'll get there one day, hopefully, eventually. So that is... That is today's episode. I do want to thank each and every one of you who are listening to this. If you stuck around this far, this is... I I realize now that having half-hour episodes is probably not going to happen unless I have them, like, weekly. And I'm like, okay, what I read this week, I read this book, and it did this and this and this and this. That's the only way. But I pretty much have two months of material and things. Like, I literally wrote this episode... We're like the beginning of September and it's the beginning of November. So um I did have to like fill in stuff with you know, things that have changed. But music wise I've been listening to the same music. I listen to the same music typically all the time. Um but um Ace That Rocky Floor set seats album um heavy into um Ari Lynn Expo, Heavy Into 85 Africa by Jadena. Um I listened to Over It with Summer, which is so, Summer Walker's album. And I give it a C. You know, like C, you know, a C is not a bad grade, but it's not a good grade either. It's just like, yeah, you know, I listen to it, you know. Um, Her cover doesn't entice me either oh yes I do have to speak on Wale the wow that's crazy album oh I love that it is like such a love song and then my girl my like little sister goddess in my head I don't even know how old she is but I'm saying little girl but Alice Smith came out with a new album called mystery and the whole album is a mood it's the whole album is the mood Like when I first listened to it I listened to it like twice Back to back Because it was just that That really that good um, I do have um, Earl's I have it on my To listen to list um, Which it probably uh, Sometime this week I'll go ahead and listen to Feet of Clay I'm an Earl friend Earl's Earl sweatshirt fan um, Let me see what else and I'm just, if you hear me clicking, that's what I'm doing is I am clicking through through Spotify because I use Spotify. Oh, um, Lion Babe. I keep playing Lion Babe all the time. And not even, um, not even just uh, spaceships and rockets. I'm gonna listen to all types of stuff. So I've been, yeah. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. So I, on Spotify, I have a um, playlist called Death to Coco, and I have Death to Coco too. Like, and they're two separate words, but it's like, I'm, I'm single. So sometimes I get like down about single, and I listen to Death to Cocoa one, and sometimes I just get complacent, and I probably didn't talk to somebody that didn't end up well, and I play Death to Coco two, and it's just, those are my emo, <laughs> my emo uh, tracks. Let uh, me see, what else have I been listening to? I think that's pretty much it. Um, I've been listening going, going to Duckworth, Flying Lotus, which is my bae. Like if anybody know Flying Lotus, just tell him like he has a whole wife in me that encourages and will uplift him and support his goal, his his goals, his artistic goals. <laughs> um, yeah, that's about it. Um, I know Sub Rock has some new singles out. Pusha T has new singles out, but. You know, ultimately, I have not played too much music in the last couple months. It's mostly been books because I really like books. But when I do want to go ahead, like if, if anybody's in my car with me, I'll go ahead because I'll go ahead and play music instead of books. But generally, I play audiobooks to my various jobs and back home into the store. I'll go ahead and play um I'll go ahead and play audio books. Is anybody else ready for another season of Insecure? Like, I almost want to tell Issa, get your ass back it to work. You know? But maybe that's just me. I like Insecure. Because I'm definitely Molly. I mean, I'm definitely Issa. And Tiffany, my best friend, was formerly Molly. And um, Jen will be... Kelly all day all day but now Tiffany is oh what's the Amanda Seals character I can't think of it right now but Tiffany is her now all right y'all thank you so much for hanging out with me I definitely appreciate it this was a long episode I'm not gonna do any editing for real I'm just gonna add some interludes Um, because I, like I said, I need to go, it's 5.15 and I need to go make this chili. And I want to go ahead and get this episode out there. Like I promised, I promised today. If you follow me on social media, I promise today. And I'm going to go ahead and get it out today. And it is long. And I don't think it's as soothing as the last episode. Because I felt like the last time my voice was almost like, it was nervous and calm. And today I'm like, not nervous um kind of like ready to just get it out there and get it done if you are interested in me doing videos as well joining the book tube universe or even doing the twitch channel definitely reach out to me i'm thinking about it because i can like go into like more details like give total spoilers (laughs) <laughs> I want to be in a way that I can give total spoilers about a book because I want to. I really want to be able to sit down and I'm like, okay, you know, to Haiti, love Elaine. I want to give all the spoilers. Want to talk about all the the all the the voodoo that went down in that book. Um, I wanted to talk about all of that and how things happened in that and shaped in that, but. Let me know if that's something that y'all be interested in. If not, you know, we're gonna do this and we're gonna, I'm gonna see you, you know, end of this month. And we're gonna talk about no nonfiction November and we're gonna talk about books that empower women is the next episode. Like books I've read that are very empowering to women, specifically women of color uh, or black women, people of African descent, however you wanna say it. The new term I heard was ADOS, which is some bullshit, which is African descendants of slaves. I reject that term. But if other people want to claim it, that's how they want to limit their lives then they can do that. But yeah, so we're going to talk about that um, on the next book. And I love you guys. Talk to you later.